2: To Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your host, Derek Nasty, Sutomyyer, and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is former Philadelphia Flyer and current Cavalry Flame Tough Guy Rhino Zach Ronaldo. Time to face
0: off. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. What is going on, Nast? What's up, Riggs? What are you saying, buddy? You know, just uh enjoying the day off today. President's Day. And yeah. uh, spend a little time with the family. Nice, nice. man.
2: Nice. Good. I uh didn't really have a day off uh i was in ac this weekend um down there for the atlantic city showdown they had a uh tournament uh showcase tournament uh with about 12 teams and i was down there uh they don't have a pro shop so they invited me down to do some skates and uh some apparel and stuff and jared uh gm there running the place does a great job and Everyone there that works with him, Mike and Spock, my main man, who thinks he's oh, a Spock. tough. Yeah, Spock thinks he can take you. I think still, oh, and yeah. uh, bring it up, yeah. Spock. And uh, Nikki, <laughs> she's awesome. Uh, it was great. It was actually fun. Uh, watched a little bit of the games when I could, when I wasn't sharpening wheels. But uh, it was a good weekend anyway. A little, little tired. Been a long uh, week and a half. Just so, a little tired. Just a little tired, as Bucky would say. <laughs> How you doing, man?
0: Yeah, doing good, doing good, man. Uh, Interesting, interested to see how this week goes with uh, the Flyers and uh, and the whole COVID situation. Obviously, not a whole lot of uh, uh, Flyer hockey to talk about, besides the fact that they've been quarantined for the last week or so. But uh, potential game Thursday. It's still. it's still on as of now. We're not sure if it's going to be played. Uh, they canceled practice today, so who knows how that's going to go down. And then... I don't
2: think that's a good thing, that they weren't able to skate. I don't think uh, so either. Sounds like, a, talked to a couple guys, and it sounds like more than one, <laughs> one or two, which I think they've announced some people. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm not sure, is it, is the protocol mean, you doesn't mean you're positive, but you were with them, or does the COVID protocol mean you, you were tested positive? I think it's testing positive because okay. every guy has been exposed to it, right? I mean, they're
0: right. locker room and they're on the bench together, so I think it's uh, actually testing positive for it. I think there's uh, five guys on the list from what I read. Yeah,
2: that's, I, you know, that that game man, that'd be a lot of fun. I've been fortunate enough to do, uh, and you you've done one too. The, the outdoor games, they're so much fun. That's a shame if if they don't get to play. I I just wonder if they'll do have a substitute team, you know, from. I, don't, I mean, obviously, it would have to be in the same uh, division that yeah. you're playing in, obviously, uh, maybe the Rangers or, I don't know, somebody.
0: I sure hope that the Flyers are able to play that game. But uh, it sounds like originally I, I was thinking, well, they, they can't cancel that game. But then you were saying that you'd heard that potentially that they're going to squeeze another team in there if it if it works out. So Right. What a crazy year, crazy season. I mean, I don't even know what to think anymore. But uh, I guess, uh, you know. Given the circumstances, I mean, it's I guess the best case scenario. I mean, at least the NHL is playing. It's just unfortunate that it's got to go this way, but we will see. Time will tell, I guess.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess they'll, they'll have to make a decision soon here, though. Oh, I mean, exactly. with it, I mean, to Monday already. Obviously, they're going to have to do something. I I don't know if you've uh, noticed uh, Arizona and the Blues have played each other about. I, it seems like twelve games in a row, but it's about six or so. I don't know exact the exact number, but they I, they played again today, so I, they just played each other the last week and a half.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how the uh, the, uh, the the setup is, and again, you're going to play these teams whether it's early on or spread out. But you're going to play these teams, like you said, <laughs> twelve times total, right? I mean, it seems so, like good yeah, game, but. Uh, Maybe that's the reason why there's so many fighting majors going on in this in, in, in this season. I haven't seen this much uh, fighting for well, it's probably since I retired. Almost, yeah. like, No, it's crazy. You know, guys, are a little ornery, I guess. You know, whether it's COVID or playing the same teams over and over again or whatever it is, it seems to be uh, more active in the fisticuffs than I've seen the previous years. You think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know the why, but it's. I'm not going to act like I don't. I turn my head and don't watch it. You know, it's. Uh, I really enjoyed the other night when Edmonton and Ottawa at the start of the game. They had a tilt and the next thing you know, dropped the puck and here goes number two. And you like you said, that hasn't happened often in the last few years. I'm sure there have been games where, you know, the intensity was really high and that's happened. But you know, it's it's the thing I like about it is the guys are pissed off, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's not a staged thing no one's there to watch so it's well, not like it's a staged right. fight like hey i gotta fight their tight we all know that that doesn't really happen anymore so it's it was i kind of like it made me want to watch the game because yeah. you know these two teams are pissed off at each other maybe like you said maybe playing each other so much back to back even like like we just said with st louis and those guys they played about six games in a row but uh definitely um I mean, obviously, I like watching it, and, you know, it's, like I said, it's not a, I don't think it's anything that's, like, staged, obviously, it's not staged, so. um,
0: Yeah, the guys are emotional, you know, and even the Rangers-Bruins game there, there's back-to-back Tillies, and. You know whatever obviously the game's changed, and you're not gonna see that uh consistently but I'm actually surprised how many fights there have been and you know in, in a small amount of games, especially in the last like two weeks or so it seems like there's yeah. a lot more but uh again I mean, just, it's an emotional time of uh, of everyone's life and uh, again maybe it's just the the, the the seeing the same opponents over and over again yeah. and trying to set the stage like you said i mean maybe, maybe it's just like setting the tone and you know
2: um you yeah, yeah. who knows? Yeah, I mean uh Patrick Liney.
1: Yeah, right. right I
2: mean you know I mean, six snipe, <laughs> six <laughs> snipe shoots it through the D's legs. Oh my god, sick goal! Up. And then you know ends up getting in a fight, and he looked great for for six seven punches. I mean, guy's not a fighter. He got yeah. he got tagged with one, but hey, man, give him credit. He, for me, yeah. he's pissed off. He you know it was you know it's kind of cool to see when a skilled guy like that. Get so mad that they're, you
0: know, they dropped the gloves, but yeah. And Torts, uh, Torts was all over him and using the doghouse there, so uh, yeah, maybe True. that, uh, gave him a couple couple extra games of uh, breathing room. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> maybe, right, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you know, he could be benched after his first shift next game. <laughs> but, uh, generally, the way it goes with Torts, you just got to stay consistent, stay after it. Yeah, what a big body that guy
2: is. Holy. All right, this interview is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball in March, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week, and if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. That's right, all it takes for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn $1 into $100. Sounds like a no-brainer to me, Riggs. This slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever, so head to the App Store now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook, and get in on all of the action. If basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook has daily odds on hockey, soccer, and so much more. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its customers since 2012 so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Knuckles to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code Knuckles for new customers to get a shot and 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, restrictions apply, in partnership with Meadow, Racetrack, and Casino. Winnings paid out in four twenty-five dollars free bets. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. I'm Derek Settlemeyer, and we're very, very happy to have our good friend, this guy's like a shark, man, on the ice looking for a hit. He can do it all, though. Uh, Zach Ronaldo, welcome, brother. Thanks for having me, fellas. Oh Thanks. yeah, man. Thanks for carving out the time. It's good to see you again. Wow. Yeah, likewise,
3: likewise.
2: How's uh, Vancouver in your uh, in your hotel room, man? Not usually uh, where you'd be at eight o'clock on you know on the road in van. No, it's, uh, it's definitely a different culture this year especially yeah. on the
3: road, masks everywhere. Yeah, you show your credentials 10 times more. I've never shown my credentials everywhere, but you have to show them no matter where you are in the arena. Um, it's different. We're here for six days, and I've been <sighs> outside maybe two times just for a quick walk around because can't go to any restaurants or anything like that. So it's hotel, rink, practice, walk back to the hotel, it's
2: crazy, very man. easy yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy times, man. It's especially, it's, it's just tough, man. Like, uh, I can only imagine. Obviously, I didn't go through this, but just talking to the other guys here and other guys, you know, that we're friends with, like you just yeah. said, that's, it's weird, man. But I guess, you know, you adapt to it and you, you do what you got to do. Um, yeah. you almost forced into it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What's, um, be- go ahead. I was just going to
0: say, what's the what's been the hardest uh piece to adjust to i mean uh, there's all kinds of different banana peels they're throwing every day between the testing and the, mm-hmm. you know the, uh, the 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 social distancing and you know on the road obviously you getting your own room what's the what's been the the, the the biggest challenge this year two things
3: the masks in the room because me i i'm, I'm a social guy i like to sh- bullshit with everybody and you really can't do that because everyone's in masks. Right. And it really takes the, the camaraderie out of the dressing room and basically out of the hockey culture. Um, and, you know, like facial expressions. You don't sure. know if the guy's pissed off. Yeah, know I know. happy. Is he sad? Like, you can't read point. anyone 100%. because you can't see them. And for me, that's a big thing. Yep. Right. That's how you interact with your teammates. Sometimes you don't have to talk to your teammates. You can just know what he's feeling or how he's doing just by looking at him. Yep. That's tough. And then – The second thing is uh, my son, Adonis, he's almost four now and he wants to come to the rink, Mm -hmm. but he can't come to the rink because of what's going on. And it kills me because, you know, go go figure, didn't want to do anything last year, didn't want to come to the rink last year or the year before that. But like this, out of all (laughs) years, this guy's buckled my balls to come to the rink. And he's like, can I come? I'm like, you can't come. So what I'll do is I'll take him with me to get tested. I got to get tested every single day, even off days so i'll drive him with me to the rink but he stays outside of the ring i'll go get tested and i'll come back out but that's the closest he can get to the rink oh, right now
2: that sucks man because that's that's man. that that is because you know i it's been a basically a year it has been a year now since i left and one of the biggest things is my son you know elvis uh he mm. man he really misses the boys he gets yeah. to see him because guys come by and stuff yeah. and he still sees guys but he really misses the rank, man. And you're, like you said, Donna, he's four now. So now's when you really start, you yeah. know, they start getting into it. They know the guys. And that's, that's the, what breaks my heart the most is that he really misses that. But, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll get to do it again. Yep. But, uh, Reno, man, fuck. Again, we're so happy to have you, man. Just wanted to start out. I got a story. So you're, you're drafted in 2008. Um, Man, you're in your 11th season, you old fucker. <laughs> I can't believe it. Look yeah, at you. Believe, yeah. right? I um. can't believe you. you still look good, though. You still look young. But The I can't it, It's eleven. Yeah, man. Six-round pick, dude. Says a lot about yourself, man. You're still playing. Um, but I'll never forget. I'm pretty sure it was your first development camp. And they actually changed the rule with the Flyers after that because, <laughs> let me explain. Riles, you were playing. Yeah. So me and Riley go out. and we Of course, everyone wants to watch the scrimmage. No one's really caring about the practices and what you guys are going through. So me and Riles go stand out in the corner. Within six minutes, you had put four players out of commission. And I mean Mm -hmm. out of commission. And I remember me and Riley were talking about this yesterday. We were like, holy shit, you hit someone. One guy I know for sure, you probably remember who all of them were. But you hit two guys, probably two shifts in a row. They literally carried him off the ice. (laughs) You got someone coming around the back of the neck like two shifts later. And we're just sitting there going, this kid can hit, man. Mm. And uh, David Laliberte tried to grab you because he didn't know what to do. Like you you hit another guy. You literally took three players out, not in a dirty way either. I mean, they were clean clean, ass hits, hard, clean hits. And I think we can get into it later, but I think a lot of times you've gotten kicked out of games where you shouldn't have because you hit so damn hard. And that's why I say you're like a shark. We used to say, even chief would, Craig Baruby would say, it's like a shark, man. Like it's a talent to be able to catch guys nowadays with the league you hit a guy too hard the arm goes up just because their head flies and you hit him yeah. right in the chest but anyway back to the story poor lally comes and grabs you because he doesn't know what the hell to do i don't even know if the guy'd ever yeah. been in a fight and you one Didn't punch like the it. poor bastard and i love Dave. david i, I haven't lally talked too, to him in yeah. years what lally. a good kid you catch him right in the chin he goes down and me and riles are like oh my god it's like this guy's a wrecking ball. <laughs> So we go back in and you had to come off cause you kind of hurt your hand, I guess when you hit him and I'll never forget him and I are sitting in my office and you came down the hallway, you had your hand iced up and you know, I barely knew you. It's your first, first yeah. camp Riley. And you were like, Hey, Kote, that was for you, man. <laughs> and, and we were like, I was like, I love this guy, oh, man. Yeah. And then Riley was dying. And then sure enough, obviously we get to know you, but uh, it was a hell of a first impression. Oh, yeah, and always. they stopped the scrimmages after that we didn't have scrimmages for since then that i can remember like like that they did three on three stuff three on three games instead of a five on five because of you which hey man heads up boys yeah right i mean god thank god if you hit me that hard i would i'd probably be dead but at least the guys (laughs) were dead they told
3: me before the scrimmage not to hit like not (laughs) to not to like fucking kill people and i thought to myself i said that's not hockey. Right. Like I'm not gonna, not gonna, not hit. Like I'm here to make the team. Right. That's What I want to do. Right. And I didn't care what anyone told me. So <laughs> I kind of made a point to hit a little harder, just to prove, but kind of put it in their face. Like, no, this is what I'm here for. I'm not here to pussyfoot around. This is what I'm here for. I make the team. And yeah, that they uh, they stopped the scrimmages after that.
2: <laughs> I re- I remember um, Mr. Holmgren coming down and he said, "Let me guess who your favorite player is now." <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, pretty easy yeah, there, yeah, man, right. you know. The, yeah. But, uh, but again, they were clean. Hit. It wasn't like you elbowed someone in the head. No, I mean, they were no. just honest to God, hits to the chest, guys with their heads down. I mean, after the first hit, if I'm playing in that scrimmage, oh, I'm looking around to see where 63 is. I think that was the first number you had. It may have been something else your very first year, but mm-hmm. um, but
3: that's I would have been looking for
2: you. Like, that was it, it 60- was. Like, oh, no, yeah.
3: Like, like the, that's how it was. The scrimmage is... Like 11, 12 years ago, it was kill or be killed.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah.
3: Like I was prepared to fight every single shift because that back then, that's how you like yep. made an impression. Even yep. if you weren't a tough guy, you had to go to camp and at least fight once just to prove like, hey, I can handle grown men. So right. that's how it was. It was a kill or be killed atmosphere. And, and to me, I wasn't a high draft pick. So I had to go and had to
2: have that mindset. So that's what I did. Yeah, well, yeah. It, I mean, it worked, and you definitely, you definitely got everyone's attention. And yeah. like I said, here we are, you know, eleven seasons now. You've been playing uh, professional, man, and it, you know, it's 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 amazing, and it's it's awesome to see because you know you're one of our favorite guys, and uh, you play the game hard, and you know you've had some guys that get suspended. You've been suspended, but I mean, to me, you're you. I always thought when you were with us, you were a fair player. I don't think you've ever gone out there and be I'm going to do something dirty. No. The game's a fast game. Like, I don't have to tell you guys that. I'm just watching it. You guys have played it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I remember a a special – I can't remember who did it, but I remember years ago when you were still with the team, you had gotten uh, kicked out of games. You got five-minute majors – for the hits but then you didn't get suspended because after they looked at it and slowed it down I was like it was that was a clean hit yeah. and it happened to you yeah. a lot man um i'm not saying it. you've would, ever had get a get hit that, that was no. bad but yeah i would get
3: called just because if the ref didn't see it but it was loud enough yeah. then he must have then the ref like oh well it must have been dirty look i heard how loud that was it must have right. been, yeah. been dirty or hard enough to hurt someone so let's call them and that's right i got a lot of calls like that so then they watch it and and uh review it but i
2: i I feel like some of your hits too like you're just a powerful guy man and if a head goes flying back these days you know even the last what four or five years i mean you hit a guy in the chest and her head goes back you get the arms going up yeah i mean and it you know probably shouldn't sometimes you know like there's bad hits obviously but
3: yeah, I remember Lappy. I love Lappy. Lappy's a great coach. He's a great guy. I love Lappy. But he told me one time I was coming off the shift. He's like, Rhino, he's like, you don't have to kill the guy every single time you, you hit the guy. He's like, just ease up a little bit. And that hurt me. Like, that hurt my heart because I'm like, well, we're playing hockey. Like, I'm, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give it all, every single thing and every single little detail. I'm going to do it, my heart. And if you don't, know, if I'm not playing with my heart, then I'm not going to play. Right. And it really hurt me that someone told me that. I, I didn't, never understand, never processed why someone would tell me that. Why ease up on a hit? Why would I not want to go through that guy every single time? Right. Um, but as years went on, because of the, the hockey culture and how it's going... I have to ease up right now on yeah, nine, right. 90% of my hits, For unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. Um, but if I wasn't, if I didn't lose money in suspensions, I think I'd have a different mindset. Right, 100%. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, no, right. I, I I'd right. have a different mindset because back in the day, 10, 10, 8 years ago, you got suspended, you wouldn't lose money. You would just get like street cred almost. Right, right. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Back then it was like cool. It was almost a cool thing. Like got suspended, fuck. Yeah, your, your nails. Like yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, until they start until, drawing all that cash out of your, uh, until out the out the of your paychecks, else, right? And, and then it really hurts. I was going to ask you though, uh, you know, Reno building off the Nasty story there in that first training camp, you know, 2010 and 11 season, you land up with the Phantoms, and I know, like you, you know, you're evolving from junior hockey to pro hockey, and like that, your mindset going to that first pro season. I think you had like 330 penalty minutes, like. You know, what was your mindset going into that season um, and and then and, and what what did you learn like because you're touching on it right now and I want to kind of uh, talk about it a little bit more like you know, because I, I know, like we had coaches, coaches uh, meetings, and, and talk about you know Reno, and we, we 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 got we got to tame this guy. You know what I mean? Like not tame him, like but like you know what I mean? Like keep him, yeah. keep him in the lines because he, you know, because you're you're explosive and and you can you know cross over quickly. But just talk about your mindset going into that season and what you felt like you needed to to prove to the organization that that you were able to be a full time NHL player. Well,
3: that camp. I was thirty pounds overweight.
0: Right, I remember
3: so, that. Then telling me you're three pounds overweight, go down to the AHL and lose the thirty pounds. Right, right then I'm like, hey, I fucked up. Let's go down and let's lose this thirty pounds." That was my first thing. Second was, I don't want to be here in the AHL. So, if my role is in like the hit, fight, energy guy. Let's do it to the best. I want to be the best at it in the whole league, best on it in my whole team every single night. And that was my mindset. I didn't want to be in the AHL. I want to be in the NHL. And I thought if I hit everything that I saw, fought everyone that came in my way and tried to play the game at the same time, I'd be where I wanted to be when I was needed. So that was that was the only thing in my mind. Like, that's it. That was.
0: That and you was did it, it to a T said you were killing yeah, guys, killing guys that year. I mean, I remember it yeah. like it was yesterday. Like, yeah. It was like every game was like you left. You know, your 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 fingerprint on the game, and it was yeah. you know it was explosive hits and you know just turning it up and 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 guys coming after you because like you were yeah. like, like Darcy said, a shark. And um, yeah. it was it was actually amazing to see and, and how how responsive you were to you know the uh, the coaching right to, to to lose thirty pounds. I didn't know it was that much. I knew I knew you. You and a couple guys, you know, were, we had to I kind of keep 2-10. an eye on 210, eh? They wanted Jeez. me at
3: like They wanted me at 180 because the camp before that, I was like 175-ish, lean, fast, and I can move easier. But I came into camp at 210 because me and my dad were like, well, Zach, like, you want to play in the NHL next year? You want to fight these big guys yeah. and, and throw your weight around the big boys, like the grown men? I'm like, yeah, so... I just ate and I ate and I ate and I worked out and thinking, okay, I'm gonna fight these these big dudes. I'm ready, but I gotta be heavier. I don't want to be thrown around. Uh, but clearly, that wasn't the vision that they had for me, which is nice. 100. Um, percent So I, you know, they told me what I had to do, and I was dedicated to do it, and I did it.
0: Yeah, you did. A, you did an amazing job because I remember, you know, the, the conversations. Like I said, like just going from you know, what they were expecting out of you and then how you delivered. You know, you were a yeah. very coachable guy. Um, you know, you did everything that, you know, management and the coaching staff asked, and obviously you got rewarded yeah. for it. I mean, I think the following yeah. year you landed up playing, I don't know how many NHL games with the
2: Flyers. I was a black 60s. ace. Yeah. I was
3: a black ace that year, and I played my first NHL game in the playoffs. right the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was... Yeah, yeah.
2: It was- 2010-11 right. season and his first two games your first two games in the show were playoff games were playoff games that That's was right. the, that was the year uh boston won but i got a yeah. funny story about that too and it's funny because you end up playing with this guy i don't know if you'll you should remember this i don't know if you will or not but we were already down two nothing to boston we went to it was a year after we came back and beat them when they were up three nothing so this is your you get your black ace so they put you in game three. Yeah. And you Mark, Rek- yeah, lined up against Mark Reckie. That's right. Yep, that's right. That's exactly right. And uh, so we play the game. We lose the game. Somehow you and I ended up – I was going out to the equipment van. You were going to your car, I'm assuming. So the team buses – the Boston Bruins bus is out there because we have, you know, still got to play game four even though we're down yeah. 3 nothing. Yeah. So I'll I never forget – Yeah. I, we're walking out, <laughs> and Milan Lucic, Big Looch, is standing over, mind his own business on his phone, and you and I are walking by, and I'm talking to you, you know, you did a good job today, like you had, a, you know, blah, 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 just we're just shooting the shit. And you look over, well, we both kind of looked over, and Luch is standing there, and obviously you didn't know him at the time, no. I didn't know him, and he's on his phone, and he just kind of like looks at us as we walk by riles <laughs> reno goes the fuck are you looking at i'm like oh right. my i'm like what are you doing man and i'm like fuck, these guys gonna come grab one of us man. It's fucking playoff so hockey fucking, man yeah no man i was <laughs> I like, like when he said in Luch, Luch, big Luch is like what is he talking to me like i he yeah, didn't he, he didn't, didn't say anything there. back but i i remember getting in the van and saying to the guy with me i'm like Reno just fucking told the guy, what the fuck are you looking at? He goes, Luigi. <laughs> I said, yeah. He goes, holy fuck. But I thought yeah. it was so funny. And then you end up playing with him. Now, you know, obviously yeah. you guys are buds, We but talked about it. Did you? <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I, he knows. He 100% remembers it. Yeah. And he thought I was talking to someone behind
2: him. <laughs> oh. It's <just> oh so, <laughs> so he says. So he, said, so he yeah. says. I so told Riley says. the story. I, I just said, I. I was just so shocked that you said that out there. Like not on the ice, I wouldn't have been because, you know, yeah. you were, you know, it's part of your game. talking, yeah. trying to get under their skin. Yeah. But we're just cruising outside and Big Looch just minding his own business on his phone. <laughs> the fuck are you looking at? I was like, L- oh, oh, boy. Like that too, though. Lute, Lute is like that, too,
3: though. Looch. Luch is like that, too. Yeah. On there, if he saw an opposing teammate like that he didn't like or they had something was going on, he'd, get, yeah. he'd him a little bit. He would bit. say something. Oh yeah, I was I was just shocked,
2: but it was so. I was telling Rouseman, I was I laughed. I'll never forget that ever. Yeah, that was yeah, so it funny. Was a good
3: time.
0: You're uh, yeah, you're still was feeling like, it from the ice, eh?
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially like I didn't know Luch, and I don't. Some people they look like you're kind of arrogant, so. That's what I thought Lush looked like <laughs> when, I first, when I first saw him. So, yeah, I was like, right? what the fuck are you looking at? He's yeah, looking yeah. at me. I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> Just call my and
0: girlfriend. Oh, what are you mean? My
3: yeah. God, man. And I think I, my, old man, my old man was there. And I'm pretty sure that his buddy was there. And my dad started walking towards the bus. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, so I, like, dad I'm Like, relax. Like, <laughs> like, we're, like, we're not going on their bus right now. Like, relax.
0: Oh, man. So I'm going teed that. up the next game nicely.
3: Oh, oh my god. god! I would address my old man, my own yeah, man. Right? <laughs>
2: you go talk to yeah. him now. Yeah, you you go. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. I just oh, it god. just makes me laugh too because now I mean you played with him in Boston too, right? Because he was still in Boston no, when you were there, he or was, he was, was gone. Traded. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, yeah, my I bad. So Calgary, anyway. But it's yeah. so funny you guys played to, play together now. Yeah, I, I told Riles. I said, "There's no way Luch doesn't remember." No, him. of course you. Have, there's won't no, no way he forgot that. Yeah. I was just too wild yeah but going back to
3: my mindset it was it was uh, killer be killed yeah and yeah. I I'm, I'm a soldier like and especially when a team drafts me I'm gonna give you my heart and soul so you tell me what to do I'm not gonna question it it's a yes sir no sir okay you got it let's do it and I just listened and then listened and I executed and that's what I, my mindset was.
0: Yeah, no. and you've done an amazing job over the years to really kind of find your groove and adapt to the new game. Like you kind of touched on it, yeah. where you, you know you're pulling up on you know nine out of ten hits now because yeah. you'd be suspended all the time if you yeah. if you finished every hit. But you know you're one of these la- last you know enforcers still floating around the league. You know, you, you obviously you can skate, you're explosive. Uh, you know, you you can play the game, um, and then you add that element of toughness. But uh, we talked to like just like. You know your your view of the game and how it's evolved and you know what's you know what make you has made you successful in that evolution you know because a lot of guys have disappeared out of the game because they can't they, they couldn't adapt
3: yeah I want to say it's my work ethic and my uh, my willingness to get better as a player um, as well as the ice component um, I'm um, I've been told that I'm like a locker room guy. I'm uh I can get along with everyone. Um yeah. my hard work is like contagious in practice. So when I'm working hard every single practice, that kind of gives motivation to other guys to also keep working hard. Um so I think it's it's all those into one is what's been keeping me around um f- through my career, especially these last 2 years. Um, coming into Calgary on a, I was on a PTO. So I had, it was literally kill or be killed again because right. if yeah. I wasn't going to sign the contract, I don't know what the hell I was going to be doing. So I had that mindset where I literally just gave gave myself to them and just whatever yeah. you wanted from me, I'm going to do. Um, and I was just myself the whole time. I gave them my real raw self, not like a, I didn't put put up any walls. I didn't fake anything. I didn't have to play the the political side i didn't want to do political or business shit i was just this is me and this is what you're gonna get if you don't like it i'll p- politely go home yeah and they liked it they actually really really invested in me so um again the hard work the, um the loyalty that i'm wanting want to be better every single day and just i think uh i have a good relationship with the young guys
0: It's um, big
3: yeah. Yeah. My relationship with the young guys is really, really strong and they can come to me. I don't judge. They can come to me and talk to me about whatever on ice, off ice. Um, so my role is like almost like a like a parent. <laughs> in a Yeah. Way that's, that, right. That's great. Like the Wiley vet. It's
0: contagious. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I might not be in the lineup every night, but I'm I'm working hard off the ice to make other people better around me. And that's what I think as well has been keeping me in the league
2: yeah well yeah and it, you, you know it's it's obvious it's appreciated and and noticed because you're still in the league and you're still That's playing, it. so yeah I'd say it's uh, you've done a hell of a job, man, like you know i knew you I've known you since you were a kid, you yeah. know it's not like you're old either, yeah. but <laughs> no but I, I, I am unfortunately back then, yeah I'm thirty now and I'm back
3: like I look back at like my rookie pitchers or like my draft year. I'm like, holy shit! Who
2: was that guy? Like, <laughs> he's so young. Dude. Right. I know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. You guys come yeah. in there and you're literally kids, man. It's yeah. It, it's it's wild, but you've done a hell of a job, man. I'll tell you yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Hey, I, I, um, I was gonna <laughs> ask Reno, on, on this topic. Like, talk to your uh, your your off ice training regimen because I know like you've been really dialed into, you know. Um, you know, evolving as a you know as, as an athlete and, and into the training world I know you're really dialed in with your body I know just again like 10 years before when I had you coaching that wasn't the case you know and you come in 30 pounds overweight and you know, there's like a d- d- disconnect but then all, you know then all of a sudden you kind of like pieced it all together like you're a machine yeah. you understand functionality your philosophy on training and being a functional athlete is has changed, so can you talk to that? Because that's got to be a, a main ingredient, and in, in how you're sticking around and and being a you know a role model for some of these guys.
3: Yeah, um, well, I, I enjoy it now. Now, now it's just mm-hmm. a lifestyle. Now I do right. it every day, off season, in season. That it's just a lifestyle now. Um, but it started. I think my first year with Philly, I went shoulder to shoulder with Jordan Tutu, and I herniated a disc in my neck, and from that injury. Um, that created so many other injuries and other problems in my body that I had to deal with. Um, so I teamed up with a therapist back home in Hamilton who introduced me to acupuncture. Mm, nice. And every time I was on his table, he was teaching me as he was treating me, like anatomy and, and all this. And it was just so interesting to me. And you know, high, high ankle sprains and I have so many injuries. But every time I've been injured, I've learned how to heal my own injury without having to need a a therapist or a so I'm learning as I'm on the table and I've been on the table quite a bit from my injuries and I just had a really big passion for learning and educating myself on the body and the anatomy of the body and how to take care of injuries and how to do it on my own instead of having to rely on someone else to do it and just it just grew and grew and now I'm at a I'm at a place where you know, this off-season, I had, like, four different types of training that I did just because I'm hungry for new ways right. on pushing my body into different limits. I don't want to keep doing, like it, – it really pissed me off. For like, four years in a row, I was doing the same workouts every single summer. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. my body was, like, so used to it that I wasn't getting stronger. I wasn't getting faster. It was fucking boring to me. Yeah. So I'm like, there's got to be something different. And I found – um the Raptors strength and conditioning uh, assistant strength conditioning coach Noah in Toronto he's 23 but his kid's a wizard like educated to the nines and this guy was doing stuff that I, I couldn't do and it was so challenging for me that it made me want to do it even more yep. and then that grew into just a whole it opened my world to a whole different type of training and then I met new people that were doing this and met new people doing that and then, it just opened the doors now I'm just hungry for basically pushing my body to to the to the max to where I, I'm almost puking every day. But <laughs> smart smart wise, sure like I, yeah. I'm smart with I'm not yeah. killing myself just to prove a point. I'm actually in, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. So that's been a but my injuries are the main cause of me finding my passion in a way. So it was like a blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah, amazing. And then outside of the actual work itself, I know you're pretty tuned in with uh, recovery products, like, you know, the, the, the CBD and, you know, the functional medicinal mushrooms, stuff like that. I mean, it's like... Um, you, you know, it's essentially a ahead of your time with that. And I think the younger generation from what I've learned with the flyer guys is that they're, they're catching on to this and there's this evolution of thinking. I'm looking back at my career. It was like almost like caveman, caveman days. And, you know, yeah. thinking thinking like 20 years before that where it's like there was no real focus on recovery at all. It was right. It was just go out and drink beer. And, and, sure. and shut her down, and wake up and do it all yeah. over again. Now guys are so mindful that they're 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 not only just in tune with their bodies, but they're they're understanding how to relax after the game and and, and sleep properly and and wake up feeling re- re- really you know fresh and be able to attack the yeah. day the next day. So it's nice to see you know you evolve into that that role. And I think I I don't think that you would be playing today if you really hadn't become conscious enough to recognize some of these things. No, so props I'd to you, a man. Mess.
3: I'd be I'd be out of the league, out of shape, broken mentally, broken physically. Uh, but still, to this day, like it's like me getting up in the morning sometimes with my neck, like I'm fucking in one.
0: Yeah. Like you stay on top lot, of it.
3: Still can only imagine. I'm banging I mean, and crashing out there. So did, imagine my neck without all these resources
2: that I had. Right. Oh, you'd I'd be, like, be I'd be bad. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the, the, all you guys that, you know, play it probably, I mean, any level pro, but especially at the highest, which you guys both, you know, Riles, you did, and Zach, you still are. I mean, the game's not as—it's not like it was, like you no. said before. But still, you running into some—you're still going to hit someone, and your body no. getting hit like that. Yeah, you've got pads on, but the yeah. way it moves, you know, it's—it's it's yeah, not it what your body's to supposed now. to have. It's you know, the yeah. same as like football guys getting hit. But you guys, I mean, I can only imagine you waking up sore a lot now, like you've played 11, yeah. you know, 11 years, you played your whole life, but, um, yeah. you're a physical type player. And it's, it's like you said, it's got a, it's got a, you got to have days where you're just like, Oh my goodness. Like I'm yeah. sore. The game's faster now.
3: Right. So oh, yeah. right. the speed that you're hitting someone that one hit could possibly accumulate to like five or six hits 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because That's we're moving point. so fast and, the, the hits are not there as much, too, I think, because there's angle The art to it, you have to angle, right? You have There's angling, but the game is so fast that it's so hard to angle these players these days yeah. because yeah. the game is going so fast. Because if you angle him, like, an inch wrong, he's gone by you and he's probably scoring a goal. Right. So you got to make sure that your angle is down to a T to hit these guys. And if you think for a split second that it's not, you just don't hit them. Well, that's it, right?
0: skate with them and, yeah and that's the difference between like the old school way right you, you you would you would have no problem going north and trying to blow someone up and missing him and going the other way and him going back <laughs> towards yeah, your neck yeah, exactly. where now like the coaching and the philosophy is like if you if you can't get the hit like you know you're, you're, you're angling and trying to you know cut I him off know. and go back yeah. towards you know and get that angle so it's there's there's a lot yeah. more mindfulness into into that as well and then again self-preservation as you get older i mean you know as, as much havoc as you wreak on other body uh, other other opponents bodies like it does it take, yeah. take its toll on your own so you know if, if you ease up on you know eight or nine out of ten of those hits like you're preserving your body too right you i mean are. you're not you know yeah. putting your body in a in a situation where you might dislocate your shoulder you know every every third game so um you know just, i guess that's just the the, the the way things evolve um especially when you're you're mindful right i mean it's just the, the game the philosophy the coaching everything has, has changed so dramatically um, and it's, you know, it's the guys that adapt to it and understand it that, uh, that, that survive. And
3: yeah, when they, I was, when I was young in the, in the league, my first two years and the older guys that were tough, but it was like their last two years, three years, one year in the league, they kind of stopped or they, they eased back on the hits and they eased back on the fighting. Yeah. And I always told myself, I'm never going to ease back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm never going to do it because, like, I was so young. Sure. And I didn't know any different that, like, I was I was pissed off at guys that I look up to that were tough, but then they stopped being tough towards the end of their career. And I was I was like, I'll never fuck. I'll never do that. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not tougher. I'm not saying I'm not going to still go and hit and bang people out. But you're way more mindful now when you get older yeah. at the end of your career. You're very – you you pick and choose when to do it, got it because you know when it's more effective and stuff like that. So if I were to tell my, you know, twenty one year old self I'd smack myself in the head.
2: Yeah, all right. Um speaking of the game being fast, Reno, um you're out there, you're out west and you guys got that big rivalry with uh, Edmonton. Yeah. How quick how I mean I've been on the bench. Obviously, I've seen Connor McDavid. I know the answer to this question, but you're on the ice playing against that man. How? Like, mm-hmm. is he unbelievable or what? I mean, uh, it's it's is just stupid, man. isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't make like, sense. It's like he's
3: cheating. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Your cheat
0: code, hey. Eh?
3: I don't know, man. And his and his hands are moving just as fast as his feet are, and they're all in sync. and, <laughs> and it, it, but it's his head though. It's his cognitive. It's it's his his brain can react to things quicker than anyone else's brain. Like I was doing a lot of cognitive training this summer and they would break down a video of like McDavid, like he sees things quicker than in, anybody in the, in the, in, in the league. And I think if you can, if your brain can process quicker than anyone else, everything's going to be faster. Your hands, right. your, your feet, your playmaking, your shot, just because your brain is moving at an incredible rate and it way it surpasses everyone else's I and mean, Crosby too. The goal yeah. of those guys with the sharp
2: brains yeah. You can't be I mean, there. You they're, can't yeah, be there. It's just I remember the first time uh a few years back when he was a rookie and he just get the puck behind the net. I feel like he could get the puck behind the net and go end to end every time. I'm not saying he could score every time obviously, but yeah. I feel like like what do you do to stop the guy? Like it's like you're talking about angling? Good luck. <laughs> there
0: is no angles there. Uh, I, mean, you yeah, I mean
2: hit him. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy to watch we had last week uh we were talking about that goal that one goal he scored where I think he went through every single player on the, on the ice. And, and then he, Yeah, he flicks it. Yeah, he flicks it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. But you, you're getting to see that and that, uh, the, what do they call The battle of Alberta. That's, battle of Alberta. Yeah. Yes. But it, 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 they are fun games to watch when you guys are, are. playing, you know, like, um, they're in, they're almost kind of old schoolish as far as the boys. you know, yeah. you can tell you guys yeah. are, getting after actual it actual patriot there like right, yeah there, it, right. There. yeah there is and it's actually fun to watch for me because yeah. i'm old school yeah. and and i you know i don't want to see anybody do anything stupid but you like seeing the aggressive play and guys yeah. don't like each other you know like they're all i, I don't know for me it's it's way it hockey like that's with us in pittsburgh yeah exactly 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 yeah exactly so i think it's entertaining and i i, I don't think real hockey fans would say it's not I mean, it's, 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 uh, I like when the game like these that. Alberta fans live for the battle of Alberta. Yeah, right. They live That's and yeah. so
3: true. For the battle. It's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's so yeah, true.
3: Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's a little different animal, uh, south of the border for most, for most markets. No, not quite yeah. that, uh, that, that that canadian market feel but um you know you, since you brought that up you know philly i feel like philly is you know one of those bigger american markets right that is as is, is close to say a canadian market as you're gonna find Maybe boston maybe a couple other ones buffalo um but like talk about you played i think four years parts of four years with the flyers and, and you land up moving on but talk about your time just in philly the culture of hockey in philly and you know how it obviously resonated with your style and in your vibe and character. Talk to that because I think that you're just like such a you know just a stereotypical Philadelphia Flyer.
3: Yeah, big time. Mm. Well, Philly was my favorite team growing up as a kid.
0: Like, yeah,
3: Eric Lindros was my favorite player. I lived and breathed the Flyers. Like, if the Flyers weren't playing, I wouldn't watch TV. If <laughs> wasn't if Lindros wasn't on the ice, I wouldn't watch the game because I only cared about him being on the ice with the flyers. That's all I watched. So being drafted to them was a dream come true. It, it, my story couldn't have gone any better than what it was. Okay. And them drafting me, like I told you guys, I would give them, I gave them my heart and soul. You draft me, you pick me, you have me. I'm your son, whatever. Um, but they, they're real fans and they understand the game and i liked it because they didn't judge me um as who i was on the ice so they knew who i was on the ice but they never assumed that my character on the ice would be the same off the ice so then they always came to me as like uh they weren't shocked when i was nice to them so they weren't. I've met people in the past, and they're like, "Oh, you're actually nice." Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm actually nice. Like, I'm, yeah. like what the? I'm a human being. I, yeah, I'm, exactly. People not People and don't people understand. in Philly. They just assumed that I was a good guy because I was tough on the ice, right. and they knew that normally the guys who are tough are like this, the nicest guys off the ice. And I just got a great vibe with with the fans and the people in Philly because they're hardworking people. I'm a hardworking player. We just we gelled really really well and uh uh it was it was a great feeling to have and especially you know fighting and hitting and i feel that love from the crowd like i haven't felt that love the closest thing i've felt to that love was is is in calgary um for when they stand up and they applaud you just for working harder yeah you can really when your ears are ringing after a fight because they're cheering so loud you like you feel it right yeah um and then organization-wise with, with Paul, with Homer, um, he was he was a hard-nosed person, hard-nosed player. He was a hard-nosed coach, and I loved that about him because I am have an old-school mindset, so if you want hard-nosed hockey, then I'm your guy, and I loved performing for him and playing for him, and um, I thank him every single time I see him for – for choosing me. I said, you didn't have to draft right. me. I saw him at the golf tournament and I said, like, thank you for picking me. Like, and I said, anything down the road that I can do for you, like I'm here for it. So I said, whenever, whatever you need me for, like I want, I want to just give back to what you guys gave me. So my time in Philly was a dream come true. It was, uh, it was amazing.
2: Yeah. yeah. I know. I enjoyed it. I, I know the fans did fans too. Like you said, did. it was, you could, you could tell that, you know, yeah. the whole yeah. time you were here, so like the
3: signings, like the 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 single signings <laughs> that like I never thought that it was part of the NHL, like where they would call you, hey you wanna do a signing? I'm like, Yeah, okay do a signing, maybe like ten people, twenty people. But like there was like a couple hundred people who would show up and line up. Yeah, and to me seeing that just and for me alone, I was like
0: yeah, shit. Like special.
3: it was a really humbling experience and it was a really cool Oh no media that i met in philly so it was just fucking awesome man yeah
0: yeah
2: i know uh uh a little while back you did a little quick video for me man you you're talking about people lining up this it, uh f- gentleman now that i've become friends with and uh my skate sharpening my my uh little business um he makes steel um it's uh mm-hmm. lj stevenson and son and it's the most elite yeah, see it's, it's unbelievable i'll get into that later but you made his day just you know sending that quick video but it, yeah. the reason i say that is because you're wishing him a happy birthday but it's like people like they, they wanted to meet you and they they wanted to see you and they line up like that and it's it is it's yeah. awesome man it is awesome Yeah,
3: and when i uh when i won the gene Hart memorial trophy and that was voted by the fans man like i got that thing back back home that trophy back home and my name is on the wall and that my name yep. will never it's right with lindros and recce and yep. all those legends and, and i'm up there too and that's never going to go away it's part of history so um i like to think that i left a really good mark uh, in philly oh, yeah. for my time there so um that was uh, really cool probably the best yeah. thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> yeah
0: no that's 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 awesome, so cool man. You gotta be disappointing when you left Philly and, and you landed up well, you landed up in Boston there, but uh probably bittersweet. State. I mean You know yeah.
3: what? I was I was excited um for change,
2: but I learned that the grass is not always greener on right. the other side. You know how many uh, people seriously have had <laughs> say that? Yeah. Like yeah, really. Because the flyers always especially with Mr. Snyder, um yeah. I mean you guys were his kids. We all were. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. everyone literally lives, yeah. loved everyone and he yeah. treated all of us yeah. like yeah. we were family. And that, you know, that sounds cliche. People say, oh, it's a family. No, no. He, no. he made you feel that way. because yeah. it, like, was,
3: it, was yeah.
2: it was genuine. Yeah. Genuine. That, that's Every how he win. Every yeah. win, he come and shake everyone's hand. Yeah. And if you lost, he came down too. Yeah. Yep. that was the thing that I loved about him because he didn't have to yeah. come down then no but, but he did yeah. because mm-hmm. he cared about you guys and it, he was uh he was he was amazing but yeah he was awesome
0: yeah uh, so you, when you when you landed up in boston there you, you, i mean i i know you it, it was it was more an opportunity to play at that moment right i mean yeah. Yeah, i think the, how did that first that first season went pretty well for you in boston did it not and then it landed up in the second season where <clears throat> you the, your uh, role diminished
3: i think i played it was 64 games And then um, it was trade deadline. They called me before the game against Tampa, and they said, Zach, we're going to put you on waivers. I said, okay, no problem. But they said, we want you still to play tonight. I said, okay. If I knew knew what I knew now back then, I wouldn't have played because I was on waivers. I wouldn't have played. So I played that night. I ended up getting a five-game suspension for hitting Paquette. Oh, yeah. So, So, I get a five-game suspension. Right. I clear waivers because no one wants to pick up a guy who's going to be suspended. I go down in the A. My first game in the A, I get a five-game suspension in the (laughs) A. Yep. So, I remember I I remember (laughs) I'm suspended in both leagues at the same time. I think I'm in the Hall of Fame for it because no one's done it
0: before. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So... So, <laughs> I served my five games in the A, and it Boston never called me to serve any of my games as his first suspension. Not one for a year and a half, I was suspended for five games in the NHL. They in That's Providence big. to Boston was an hour drive. They could have said, Hey, Zach, right. come serve one yeah. game at least, drive up, don't come in the whatever. Yeah, it's we'll a paper right.
0: transaction, right? You didn't have to move, just a paper, tran- yeah. yeah,
3: not. Once did they let me do that? So I was suspended. It was the longest serving suspension in NHL history. No five shit. games, I didn't a year know that. and a half. Wow. Five games, and luckily Arizona took a chance on me, and they signed me, um, and they let me serve my five games right off the bat. And boom, I was right back into the NHL. But yeah. for a year and a half, wow. They threw me under the bus. What did that conversation
0: look like when you when you sat down with Boston at the end? I mean, what the hell was that all about?
3: I didn't. I just left. Yeah. Hey, yeah had, no, no. I not, what am I going to say? Were they going to Oh, say yeah. Me? There's nothing to nothing, say. But, yeah. What a slap in the face, though, hey? It was very, uh, yeah, I was I was in a dark place. Like. I, I was bet. Ready That's to what pack if... it. I was ready to pack it in. Right. Like, I had no idea. Like, I'm like, who's going to pick me up? I'm suspended. No one's going to want me. Even if they did, what? Like, I'm going to play in the A. I don't want to play in the A. Like, but um, I'm very, very grateful that Arizona took a chance on me. And, and they let me serve my five games right off the bat. Amazing! it was like yeah. yeah it was it was it was awesome and i think talk it had a lot to do with that right yeah um like one like hard-nosed working guy and he appreciated oh, my yeah. hard work and he let me serve my games and i was in the lineup every night with them so amazing um i owe them a lot too i'm very grateful for what they did for me now yeah, that's yeah
2: i forgot about i forgot it was that long yeah me i remember too. i remember that ha- i remember the whole thing that that yeah. happening but i didn't realize you were wow that's that's a yeah, crazy
0: stat it, man. it sucked, yeah man, yeah, most people wouldn't have recovered from that, I don't think you know what I mean like you no, said it's hard no. it's hard to get that second chance and then have a team believe in you and give you you know a chance to burn yeah. those five games and then and then give you an honest shot, but obviously they believed you enough to to, to get yeah. those games out of the way, and then you were going to be a big part of the team, so yeah, um, yeah it was, I mean that's that that's uh, amazing because i mean who, who knows that could have been really the end of. You know, your NHL career, right? I mean, you could, I mean, you could have been bouncing around from American League team to American League team, and and who yeah. knows how it would have gone. But um, obviously, you know, you were doing something right, right? Your attitude had yeah. to have been somewhat in line, and your work ethic was is always there. So that wasn't ever a question. It was just a, just a matter of someone taking a chance on you. I think it was probably just around just like, are, are you a liability or not? Probably in that moment, yeah. right? It was just like – yeah. Uh, but I think you've proven that you're not – you know you weren't anymore right i mean you kind of learned from those yeah. mistakes and yeah. move on right that's all you can do
3: yeah exactly exactly yeah it was a long year and a half
0: oh man i could oh, imagine I was, yeah. on a, I was
3: on a one way it's a positive spin to it because i was on a one way and in the hl with no escrow oh you so see was you see,
0: made more than the guys in the NHL. making money yeah making right money. Hey, there's a so, silver lining
2: see they should have just lie. said that to you he should have just told you that, even if it was bullshit, just to make you yeah, feel better, right? right? <laughs> yeah. But that's a good way to look at it. At least you know. At least yeah. you're on you know that one way deal because yeah, that would have really sucked if. Oh yeah, that. Would I mean, hurt. you know, yeah, like that would hurt. You're really losing yeah. money there, you know. Yeah, be paying the blood. Um, I got one other little question for you. Our 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 buddy uh, Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Hockey from this area. Um, he's a pretty talented guy, huh? yeah oh yeah fun <laughs> yeah. playing i mean what a little player you know like he's always been told he you know he he's too small you're too small you're too small this guy he's been an all-star every year it's just easy to him it's it, a, it, it
0: looks so easy it's
2: just what he does it,
3: it, it's effortless to the fucking guy yeah <laughs> I don't know skills.
0: Know nothing about it's not it. Like,
3: it's not like he. It's not like he's in the weight room. It's no, not, he's,
0: he's not. got. <laughs> he doesn't look like it. it. The, the gift.
3: He like he's handling every day and, and trying to do it. this is just naturally God's gift and talent to this guy and he just walks in the ice. Up oh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> <Fours>. and it's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts and it's we're we're talking about it um, these last uh, last couple of weeks. His shot is not hard. It's so accurate,
1: yeah.
3: That normally players normally players shoot off the toe. Nine times out of ten, players are, are snapping it off the toe. He's letting it roll. He's he's placing it on the heel, and he's letting it roll off the whole time. And it's so accurate every single time. If he wants right. to score, he's gonna score no matter how hard the shot is. Right, wow. it's, it's, it's insane. It's nuts. And the passes he passes, we always bust his balls because they're like they he flicks the pass but it always lands on the guy's tape. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it always lands on the guy's tape. I'm like, how is that it's possible? Cr- it's it's yeah.
2: funny because every time he's played, like when I was still with the Flyers and we would play him, it someone would be like, fucking hit him. And then yeah. someone would go, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Try right. to hit him. This yeah. guy rolls off of everything. <laughs> like he just, you can't hit him. You oh, know, it's, it's crazy. But I, I remember him as a way back when I was with the Phantoms and his dad ran, the rink at hollydale where the phantoms um uh practice and johnny was i mean obviously he's not a huge guy uh but when he was a little kid he was just so cute because he was so small but this kid just buzzed around everybody and you're like who is this little guy like he's I, we knew who he was but other people were just like pointing at him he just skated through everyone stick handling scoring every time he got the puck but it was it's so funny like guys screaming on the bench somebody hit him yeah right good luck trying to hit that guy yeah back. right he's quiet
3: he's, he's quiet too he's not a not a big talker he's very quiet yeah very quiet until he has a couple of drinks oh yeah
0: that he comes out of his show one
3: of the, uh, guys in the room
0: yeah yeah <laughs> that's usually the way it works probably, yeah he'll yeah. land up in the orange and black one day i'm sure
2: i think so too
0: i don't know i just think who knows? That he's, who knows? he's destined to come back come back this way but yeah who knows <laughs> just feel like That's flyers hometown, could, if
3: my hometown had any my
2: hometown had an hl team i'd love to go play there at least yeah. for a year oh yeah
0: yeah yeah, It'd be yeah a dream. He,
2: he always he plays well too when he when he comes to philly oh
0: yeah he does yeah he it's like he always time. does something man. yeah
2: or when he plays philly he he usually yeah um uh, he usually lights it up actually yeah
0: he does yeah he's got a lot yeah. to prove i guess but
2: yeah he must show the people
0: yeah exactly yeah. What was it like in uh, in Nashville? I know you landed up the I think maybe maybe half of the season there and half in Milwaukee. I mean it must have been a different experience there. Was it was Laviolette, your coach?
3: Lavi? Yeah, yeah. Lavi. yeah. He's awesome. He's still the same. Yeah, he yeah. has those. He breaks down the games, the segments, and you'll still do like the you know most block shots or plus minus. You get this and you get this prize and this prize and I, I've always loved that the the camaraderie and the and the small fun things he does Mm -hmm. i i agree man i
2: I thought it was cool how he would come in to talk to you guys and bring like a box like guess what's in the box well after this game then you get to see you know like he just did the weird like all these little things i just always thought it was to just to try to keep you know, it' interesting. You know, like yeah. you know, you, once you guys would get into four game forty through sixty, to yeah. you know,
0: like it's like keeping guys yeah, engaged. Right. Yeah,
2: you know, like and he, I thought he was his speeches. I used to like purposely stand in the room to hear him because yeah, I would get jacked up. Just <laughs> I mean, seriously, he was he was unreal at at yeah. speeches. Man, someone said the only thing, the only thing
3: he was doing. I loved it but I hated it at the same time. He would give those speeches before he would so you know you have video, so you have practice, then we had video, and then you go home to nap. Yeah. He would give his speech before we left the rink to go home and nap. Really? So after speeches, you're all fucked. You're like, you're yeah,
0: let's go. <laughs> and he hit the we're sheets. Like, yeah.
3: No, he actually go home and nap. <laughs> yeah, right. So he, he wasn't doing it before the game, he was doing it before Oh, no way. Home. He Changes. I think he Jeez. wanted it to kind of resonate yeah, in and yeah, yeah. us, but for me and a couple of the guys were like, Shit, I wish I was playing right now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Of course. He, yeah. He uh I the other day uh our uh my men's league team, which won another championship Reno in case you didn't know, <laughs> not a big deal, but, uh, well, anyway, buddy. You yeah. Yeah. The post. I saw it. Anyway. Uh, so I'll get, the guys are always group tax, just like, you know, your team, you have the group tax yeah. and this thing, I have to just turn the ringer off. because like, ding, ding. These guys are like, do, do you guys work? Cause we all these things. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, someone sent a video from when they did the 24 seven, when you're on the team, yeah, cause yeah, you're yeah. actually in the clip. Um, you were sitting with beside max i think i think you were sitting beside max and we we're on uh, the road yeah, it was, and yeah. it was i think g had come back I think it was a game g came back from injury if i'm not mistaken yeah mm-hmm. it was definitely was he had had a concussion anyway labby gives a speech and he's like it's so good i've watched it a hundred times because he says uh so i want you guys to rip your fucking heart out of your chest your yeah, next shift yeah, and if you yeah. and if you don't you won't like your ice time, but hey, man, bit. he's telling you like you fucking you better your first your first shift that give you better be a good one, because if not, but just do he just some of those times he gave speeches, man. I was just like, wow, like they yeah. were I would be fired up. Of course, I'm a little hyper anyway, but, yeah. you know, I was <laughs> I loved listening to him, you know, not not carve you guys or get no. but like, you know, just get he's you guys passionate. going very yeah passionate. very very,
3: very 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 passionate he he also adds that family element yes to yeah the team he's he very, sure does. yeah he's a very family oriented uh person and he brings he, he basically brings his family mindset and his family morals into the locker room yep. yeah and when you get his sons coming in the room and and his wife's always around the otherwise and and, and it's just he cr- also helps create that family vibe and i think yeah, he did a really important. good job with that in philly when you have already a family oriented organization and then you brought in Lavi who was even yeah he was great family orientated yeah right we're literally we're, we're a family and yeah was, yeah amazing For sure um and nothing changed with them and maybe he's a little more analytic than he was uh than he was with us in philly but okay yeah that's I think everyone true. is now,
2: right? Like I it's
0: all—it swallowed up yeah. in too many, too many, yeah. uh, too many numbers, man. <laughs> you can yeah. go down some d- dark holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you get swallowed up in that, but I guess you got—you got you. I mean, it's it's such a—it's nah, part of it. It's now. part of it now, yeah. Got so much, uh, so much yeah, information, yeah. yeah. I remember getting the uh, the, the post game breakdowns with the Phantoms when I was coaching. And there were like 13 page reviews of like, you know, every possible <laughs> breakout, every possible entry and this and that. And, and, and time squeezed off and times chipped in and this and that. I was like, Holy geez. I'm like, it, what happened to the old eye test? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, t- the yeah, thing we'll that
2: made we'll the makes it. the thing that makes me laugh. And like, obviously I'm just the fuck, I'm a pigeon equipment guy, but like watching you guys play, like, and you break down these numbers, but it's like, there's bounces you can do nothing about right, that's and then that that it shouldn't add into I don't know like a certain category when this game habit and it makes me laugh sometimes like some coaches are like pissed off well the game's never going to be perfect it's so fast like you said before Reno and just an odd little bounce can throw your breakout off and yeah. end up guys coming back the other way two on one and you really didn't do anything wrong but you know like it's 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 crazy to me but i know it's part of it now it's part of every sport it is part of everything really so yeah yeah everything in the world yeah it's all numbers
0: yeah i think there i I think there is still a fine line there where i think maybe coaches justify their own jobs by like over you know over analyzing sometimes i remember again like just like going through breakouts and like, oh, yeah, we broke the puck out with, you know, left handed defenseman on the left corner six times in the first period. And it's like, well, maybe that was like, um, just when just puck was coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, on the other side of it, like offensive 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 zone attacks, where obviously every every team on earth is trying to enter the zone with possession. But yeah. like you, so when we chip the puck in, or we put the puck into a place to go back and get it, it's probably because you're getting squeezed off. It's not because that's your your your, your option A. Yeah. So you know these numbers get bundled up into these, circums- these circumstances, but it could be just the right decision in the moment because that's the way the defender played it. Maybe,
3: maybe, exactly. Maybe it's, their D's were really good that night, and they you and they were gapping up. Exactly. All night. Chip it in nine times out
0: of ten. So it's like yeah, we don't want to do that, but it's still a, a safe hockey play, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's it certainly beats it's turning the puck over at the blue line, going back the other way. So it's. Yeah. Uh-huh. i don't know but yeah you have to have it i, I still think that there's like a, a hybrid of like the old eye test and the energy that, you know you, you got to feel the game too right and see how the game went because some, sometimes the numbers you kind of work against you but even though you feel like you played a good game you know like you come back to the locker room or the, the coach's office you be like shit we played good but then but the numbers you know the numbers aren't showing yeah. that yeah. but i mean i
2: i remember when uh craig berube chief and you you zach obviously you know him um played under him as far as he was an assistant at the time. Uh, he used to say to me, boys, it's all right here. I don't need to tape. I don't need to watch it. I watched it once. Yeah, right. He gets his head job. He's in on the computer. I'm like, oh, big boy. Thought, yep. let, let's go have a beer. I thought you didn't need it. Oh, all man, right, I had to break this shit down, man. I'm yeah, like, right. oh, you uh, said it's all right here. Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, yeah, I got to do this now. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> Oh, it's all in my head. right yeah. here. No. Yeah. Okay.
3: How quick it changes. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: I'm sure Chief could honestly coach an NHL team without that. You know, what I mean, you go back like 30 I, years could, before, yeah, before all sure. the, you know, before the tapes, he would for have been sure. totally fine with like just going off the old yeah. eye
2: test and. Let yeah. me, Zach. I got a question for you. It's, I don't know why it's popped in my head, but so since they have put the iPads on the bench. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Like, I know there's a time where it probably comes in hand. Obviously, it comes in handy, especially during the timeout. But I feel like when the play's going on, so many guys are not watching the game because they're looking at their You always see guys reach back and they want to see what while wow, the game's yeah. going on. To me, mm-hmm. like, that's just my opinion. I, I think that's crazy during the game. Like, when the whistle blows or timeout, I feel like, okay. But, you know, you see guys all the time. I saw it last night. I can't remember which game I was watching. But, we like, what do you think of that, like? I don't like it. I don't
3: like it at all. I don't. I'm I'm old. I get old school mindset. I don't like that stuff. I don't like all these TVs on the fucking bench too. You can look down. At
1: the TV <laughs> yeah, right. Look
3: up the big jumble channel, like you know. I'm I don't like it. But at the same time, I think it's good for Centerman if they're getting beat all night long and they yeah, want to take true, a look right. at what he's doing for the next faceoff. I think
2: that's key. But not
3: during not play. Not during the play. Um, yeah, that
2: during the play, I, I just know. feel like. You're missing game. You're missing part of the game, especially if it's yeah. like a younger player in the league. Like, yeah, I'm not saying they're doing that. I'm just saying, like, I no. feel like during a timeout, yeah, no problem, obviously. Yeah. But I just feel like when the game's going on, yeah, well, it's also
3: respect for the game too, right? When the game's not going, when the game's going on, yeah, have some respect and 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 be in the game. Right. Don't be on the iPad for watching sure. The game. Be, yeah, have some respect. So TV timeout, you know, you do what you want and and get what you need because. I don't I don't like it but it's it's a good it's a good tool to have. Yeah.
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it just gets a little bit misused like you're saying there Reno. I mean it's like uh, it's it, um it's it's all timing, right? I mean, I think what on the bench you sh- you should be engaged in the game, like you said. Like you, you should be focused on the game. Your energy should be focused on what's going on, not not your own yeah. shift. Like you can reflect on your shift. You know, yeah. you know what you did. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know your last shift. Yeah. It's like, yeah. um, but yeah. But, but to, to to your other point, great for faceoffs. I think for you know getting the shootouts and stuff like that. You know, yeah. goalie oh, yeah, goalie true. tendencies yeah. and stuff like that too. Uh, I think I think it's it's a valuable tool, but I just think it's sometimes, to Nasty's point, that it just it's a little too much. You know, it's just like, just just like let it be, put a period on the end of that last shift, and just you know move on. You know, it's yeah. these guys are pros, man. These guys know. You know, it's not like nothing they never heard sometimes before. Sometimes
3: I also think. Sometimes I also think that players are doing it to. Show the coach. right? They're, yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, That's a good point. Island yeah. yeah. yeah, it mean, right. in I, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at, but it
2: looks like I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I can't get anything done on the ice, but I'm I'm really focusing yeah. on my past shifts here on the bench. You know? fuck, I, I,
2: that, yeah. I feel like half the game, uh, the last couple of years since these things came in, I coaches are hand were handing it to me, going, It's not working. And we got IT <laughs> guys running out to the bench and I'm meanwhile someone needs a stick, but I'm handing an iPad to, to you know to some IT dude. <laughs> uh crazy, but yeah it's crazy it's but it's the game right it's like the, we said the, the changes they put the what
3: trackers they put the oh
2: yeah the new chips in our
3: jerseys yeah and they're gonna start um putting out like how fast we were skating and i don't know what the details are for it but i know wow. they're gonna be coming out with like more data about individual players so, like they're putting chips inside of our jerseys and I'm not sure what they're going to do with it, but they're going to start promoting in like the littlest detail in individual players.
0: So this is yeah. like personal coaching mecha- mechanism. It's not like a league mandated thing, is it? Like it's I've not, is not for information for, for like concussions or anything. This is for like performance of the, of the, of the team and the player for, yeah. fans. for fa- oh, fans, for fans. Oh, for fans. right
3: Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, on the, I think, I'm, I think this is what they're doing is like during the game, they can see how fast, I skated from on my oh. backjack. How quick I got to the blue line. Oh, how quick okay. I got to that guy. Gotcha. You know, and and stuff like that.
0: Interesting. So that, yeah, that
3: is yeah, interesting. very interesting. Like we're video game players. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah right. Wonder where the technology will go next. I mean, I don't know how much more there is to to tap into, but they'll they'll find another dimension. They'll find two. it. Yeah.
3: Have find robots it. for line Yeah, you have the old earpiece in, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Imagine that. Oh boy. Well. Well, I appreciate the time, Reno. I know we're, uh, we're yeah, chewing up know. time on the road.
2: Yeah. You, you might have There's a hallway party. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't want to, mess. we don't want to mess your hallway party up, but <laughs> seriously, like Riley said, really do yeah, appreciate said, yeah. you. Appreciate you joining us, man. And uh, really proud of you, um, man. 11th season you've, you know, you've always been such a good kid. I say kid, you're a grown man now, but you know, yeah. we really do appreciate having you and, and, uh, you're a good buddy. So thanks.
3: Thanks, guys. And yeah, you guys brother. have both always been there for me. So my, uh, you guys are, are my my friends and my family. So I appreciate thanks, you Thanks, brother.
2: Appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. Always good to see you, man. Good luck.
3: Likewise. Likewise, guys. We'll talk soon,
0: all
2: right? Absolutely. All right. Hey, Stay and safe. you tell, listen, tell Ozzy congratulations. He just had a big night the other night. His I thousand, will. Yeah. 1500 him, make, 1500. 15, wow. 1500 yep that's right 1500 games uh make sure yeah. you, you uh The nhl huh what's that he was drafted. as a player yeah yeah Corey Osman. yeah you didn't know that oh no, i didn't know that oh he's a beauty man he's Amazing. i've known him a long time man he's a great guy and depot to tell him i said what's he's up too great guy he always great asks guy. about you great guy man love those great. guys all yeah. right brother we appreciate you man Take care, guys. All right, we'll be in touch. Thank
0: you. All right, that interview was brought to you by Manscaped. We are in the thick of winter and a storm's a-brewin'. It looks like one to three inches are in the forecast when you trim that hibernation bush that's taking place in your pants. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with a beautiful set of snowballs. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, offering precision engineered tools for
2: your family jewels. When's the last time you shaved your balls, Nast? Um, uh, actually uh not since breakfast, but <laughs> that was when I did.
0: Ooh, freshly groomed. The Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology your snags on your snowballs will be reduced the trimmer is also waterproof so you can trim in the shower or jacuzzi if you're a savage manscapes performance package is the best buy of 2021 the performance package comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer performance boxer briefs and a travel bag have you ever noticed how nasty nose and ear hair is In fact, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. Might as well use the best tools to do the job. This bundle also comes with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. The Crop Preserver is anti-chafing ball deodorant that will make your balls smell nice and make you feel like your testes are walking in a winter wonderland. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on, toner for your balls it's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that will make your balls look up to you and say thank you wow don't get cold feet this winter get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code knuckles at manscaped.com they also have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website from disposable mats for your pubes to your foot deodorant 20% Twenty percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use code Knuckles. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use code Knuckles. Thanks, Manscape, for making our winter wieners look so good. Wow! Wow!
2: Interesting. That is amazing. You always want your winter wiener to look good. Always. I haven't talked
0: about balls like that since I was. 14, I don't think. I don't know. I mean. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, you've,
0: you've, you've got him. You've got to talk about him sometime. Wow. Well, thank you, Manscaped. Also, want to thank Zach Ronaldo for being an amazing guest, a good buddy of ours, uh, a former well, colleague of ours as well. I coached him in the Miners. You had him with the Flyers. Uh, an awesome guy. What a, uh, you know, overall coachable player adapted to the new age hockey game uh, yeah. this guy you know uh, self-preservation you know he's found a way to adapt stick in the stick in the game stick in the nhl and uh continue to be uh you know a force to be reckoned with so appreciate yeah. him coming on uh
2: yeah exactly and I, you know i wasn't uh i wasn't kidding when i said i was proud of him because i mean we we both are because um, it's tough man when you you know he had a he had a role when he first came in. The game was different, you know, like we've talked about before. And uh, he's found a way and to to stay in it. This is 11th season. And you don't stick around if you're not a good guy. And, you know, he's not playing as much as he wants right now, obviously. But, um, you know, when things get tough and the playoffs come around and, and the games uh, like that, like that's, that's a guy you, you like having in there because he's going to, he's going to do whatever the coach asks of him anyway. So yeah. um, he's just, a, he's a, just a great, great guy. And I, and I am so happy for him because uh, they seem to really like him there in Calgary.
0: Yeah. He's a great role model for those young guys. Like you said, he's got a, an awesome attitude and he's not playing as much as he would like, obviously. Um, but the fact that he's able to keep and maintain a good positive attitude is essentially the reason why he's still around. So, uh, you know, when he gets in the lineup, he knows what he has to do. He's uh He's he's, he's a very, um, you know, I say predictable player. You know what you're going to get out of him. Um, He's honest. Um, And like like he says in the podcast, the fact that he's had to learn how to hold up and ease up on some of these hits so he's not uh, constantly going to be suspended and and, and missing games being out of the lineup. So, um, you know, props to him for finding that role. You know, it's not an easy role, right? I mean, everyone wants to play and everyone thinks that they should be in the lineup every night. And, you know, it takes a lot of willpower to kind of just, you know, bite your tongue sometimes and, and, and and sit back and have to watch, you know. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just the, the way sports work sometimes. But one of the last standing old school guys, right? I yeah, mean, he how is. Many guys, are there like that left in the league where they you know that are so programmed to be you know, uh, you know physical and uh, you know and relentless like that?
2: Yeah, it's it's there aren't many left, and and like you just said, he. I mean, when he first came to the league and <clears throat> turned pro and came to the league, I mean, he. He wanted to hurt you, you know. I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, with his hits and the way he played, his physical play, and like he's learned how to, you know, adapt to the newer game. And I know he'll still hit guys, but there's times where he's he's processing in his mind, okay, this guy's going to turn his back or, or whatever, because you know some guys do turn to a hit, which I I don't think's fair because the game's so fast, right? Uh, for the guys going in to just make a clean body check and a guy turns her back and all of a sudden it's a hit from behind, but. Again, I don't play the game. You played the game. You would understand that more than me. But just as a fan and seeing so many games, I, I know the last couple of years, that kind of bugs me when a guy will turn away from a hit. And you know how fast you guys are going on the ice. I mean, it, it's hard to just, you end up hurting yourself probably if you try to either jump out of the way of hitting someone or, or anything like that. But uh, he, he's, he's adapted and he's stuck around and um, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, and I and I do agree with you. I I struggle still with that, uh, with that play when guys' defense mechanism is to turn their back on a hit. You know, it's uh, it's, it's putting themselves obviously in a vulnerable situation that they're going to get hurt, but it also puts the guy hitting them in a bad spot too, because no one really wants to hurt anybody out there. You know, we're looking right. for the nice clean hit, but when you turn your back like that, as you mentioned, once you're fully engaged in the hit and someone turns their back, there's no there's no pulling up. You know, it's you, you've engaged. The hits now delivered to just how bad the hit's going to look, depending on how the guy, you know, uh, exposed himself. So I always thought that the, that if guys did that, they should get penalized as well because it's not yeah. fair to the guy hitting them. And, you know, you're exposed to injury that way. So, um, you know, there's still awesome. some work to be done on that. And it's probably a tough one for refs to call because, you know, there's yeah. a lot of judgment on that one. But Happened so bad.
2: fast, too. It happened I mean. so
0: fast, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, um, you know, something to keep an eye out for. So... Appreciate Reno coming on um, for all the weekend warriors out there, all the youth hockey players out there looking for an amazing skate sharpening and hockey accessories. Look no further than Settlemeyer Skate Sharpening at SettlemeyerSkateSharpening.com. Nasty is the best around, as well as Body Check Wellness for all your hemp-derived CBD and functional mushroom needs. Check it out at BodyCheckWellness.com and nasty you talked about some steel off. yes
2: Talk yes about- just Look. quickly uh guys uh go to my website or shoot me a message i uh, have some new steel uh that is available um from my main man mr howard stevens he hates when i call him mr anything so he wanted a nickname i'm gonna go with howie it's too easy right. it's uh, it's not very creative for me but uh i'm gonna go with howie now but uh yeah check it out um LJ Stevens, um, steel and they're awesome. He's awesome. Just want to throw that out there. You guys message me about it. Some really good things going.
0: All right. How he's got the steel. So thanks again, Zach Ronaldo, for hopping on. This wraps up episode 10 of Nasty Knuckles. Tune in next week for episode 11, and our guest is a surprise. We'll announce it later this week. Take care, knuckleheads. We'll see you then.
2: See you, knuckleheads.